This week we're going to have a solo episode and we are going to discuss a little bit about coach education, a little bit about junior training and junior coaching when it comes to paddle. I'm going to do an underrated overrated, which you know is my personal favourite for the week, and we will finish with a community question. So to begin with, we're here this week in Dubai and we spent most of this week doing a coach education training for one of the newer clubs in Dubai, Paddle Art. Dubai in, in paddle terms is, is reaching its peak, it's exploding at the moment and almost 500 courts and there are some questions being asked around, are there too many courts at this stage and, and will club managers struggle for occupancy and will at some point they have to close some clubs and and remove some of the courts which is starting to happen a little bit in Sweden we've discussed this in in previous podcasts but now we're looking at this situation in Dubai and and now with Padla a recently opened club the discussion is around right we've just opened this club we're at a point of almost saturation I would say in in paddle terms in in Dubai how can this club differentiate themselves from the others? What can it offer that a lot of the clubs don't offer or there's not, you know, there's something that's in high demand, but there isn't a lot of it out there in the market currently. And we've come to the conclusion and the focus for this should be really junior training. And right now there's very few clubs um, in the UAE that are, are offering a good training program it's something that is difficult to deliver coaches in general find it much easier to do individual lessons to do a one-on-one lesson and that's very popular in Dubai and the coach stands there with their basket and they can they can easily do seven eight hours of individual lessons during a day and you know carry on but but junior training is can be more difficult and can be more energy consuming. When you've got a group of six or eight kids on the court, you've got to hold their attention. You have to have energy. You have to understand how to organize your sessions. And that has been the focal point for our coach training this week has been kind of understanding core coaching principles, understanding how you should be organizing your lessons, understand how you should be communicating with your students and how it varies from you know, an individual student to a group of uh, adults to then a group of kids and how you can plan that session and deliver that session on a single paddle court. If you've got eight kids on a a paddle court, you need good organization, not just for safety, but so that they get the most out of it, so that they listen, they learn, they can achieve their best. And we at the paddle school are, are quite against having a line or a queue of kids. For, for me, that is one of the most frustrating things to see on a, a paddle session is a line of kids all standing up, all waiting, getting distracted, starting to hit each other with a racket, pushing each other around, and one person playing at a time. And it's the easy way to do it. For a coach, it's easy. You ha- again, you have your basket and you just think, right, I'm just going to basket feed. You can maybe put out a couple of targets and you feed and they, they rotate. One person hitting five, six seven however many you've got are are waiting and as a coach we need to move away from that we need to go more into you know keeping everyone active which is absolutely possible if you've got the right training and so this is where this week we've stepped in and and we have structured three separate workshops with with Padlar and their team here and and they've you know been great at kind of 
getting on board with this idea of, of good group lessons because paddle is a, a sport for four players. So you need to understand that if you want to have it as realistic as possible, you need four players on the court. And there are so many drills and activities that you can do with four adult players on a court to both improve technique and tactic. It doesn't have to be an individual lesson. And so we focused a lot on how we can observe you know, our, our group of four players and, and pick out the bits that we need to work on, how we set up exercises so that we can focus on those techniques, how we can then provide progressions so that the, co the coach can really focus in on the player to get them to that level. And, and one of the most difficult things about a group lesson is, is having players of different levels and how you can set an exercise and change the parameters for one or two players to make it challenging for them and make it also challenging for the others who might be at a different level. So really organizing your, your sessions and your exercises so everyone gets the most out of it. And you know, a, a, a thing that we come up against with a lot of coaches, and not specifically this week, but just, just in general, is that they are very comfortable with baskets. They are very comfortable feeding in a whole basket of balls one player or two players hit all of the balls down the other end and then we spend you know five minutes picking the balls up and that for me is a bit of a waste of time now i'm not i'm not saying that we don't need baskets baskets are important if you want to make technical changes absolutely but as a general guideline the more active we can have players on the court you know if you can think of drills where they are hitting with each other and, and keeping control on the ball. And, and if you've got four players on a court, you might have two balls going at the same time. So one ball being hit on half a court, the other ball being hit on the other half of the court. And if you understand the organisation of the lesson, you can really do that both safely and to get the most out of it. And then the coach can be the one that's moving around and, and working with the players. And so this has been our, our focus for the coach education this week. And that was our core skills. We then went into our junior coaching and we had a junior open day on the, the last Sunday, which was open from all ages, from three to 16. And actually my daughter came along, so she's two and a half and she got involved and was probably one of the most difficult kids on the court. <laughs> but yeah, it was fantastic that the range that we had from, you know, that to really there were a few three-year-olds that were their first time on a paddle court, you know, feeling kind of the understanding of coordination with ball skills, right the way up to 16-year-olds that were doing, doing some sessions. And we split this across six courts with, with the coaches that we've been working with here. And if you have a, a good understanding of the organisation, you can adapt to these numbers. So the way that that open morning was set up was we said, right, come in between 10 and 1 and... We knew that this was going to be difficult. We knew that it was going to be a little bit chaotic because you might have three, three kids to begin with and then another five might suddenly appear and you've had to think on your feet as a coach and put all of those skills into action. How can we now set the game up so everyone's activated, everyone's doing the exercises and process that is appropriate to their level? And the five to eight-year-olds will be at a completely different point to... 10 to 12 for example or, or 12 plus and so we're then separating the court up to make it manageable to organize and making sure that we have the attentions of the kids it stays safe and it, it stays 
you know, appropriate to paddle. And that the point of this open day really was to promote the, the new junior program that Paddle Art is doing, that they're launching next week, in fact, with segregating the different age groups and the different levels so that the coaches can really focus on, on, on the players. And a question that we've got asked a lot this week is, you know, what age should uh, the, the kids be starting? And, and Paddle is obviously new territory and a lot of children are, are suggested to, to start racket, racket sports. I mean, me, myself, I, I think I started, you know, with a, a kind of version of mini tennis probably when I was five or six years old. And I think that players get quite wrapped up, or parents, should I say, get quite wrapped up in putting their kid into paddle paddle specifically but really it's more about coordination and you know understanding how their body works in relation to the ball getting the distances right so when they have to catch and throw they they understand what physically they are capable of as well as learning coordination both with hands and feet and and racket and I think that that coordination can start I mean I start that a little bit with my daughter now two and a half maybe three we start doing things like a little bit of throwing and and catching and balloon play and getting her confident you know coordinating to to hit the ball i'm not expecting her to be hitting fantastic vibras at the age of three or four i'm really just hoping she enjoys spending time on court she enjoys hitting the ball and and coordinating and and just being active and, and physical and so the process for me, and this is, this is personally what I would like to do with her, but it's, it's probably also quite a good journey, is to just continue that and to continue to develop that, that physical activity, that, that, that mode of coordination, both in front of her and behind. And, and this is the great thing about glass and, and the paddle court, is you can do loads of little exercises for fun of throwing or kicking a ball against the glass and, and, and catching and, and moving and doing stuff with partners and actually at this age group really three to five we try to do a lot of parent child activities and this is obviously depending on the demographic when we have our, our open day in Dubai it's it's a bit more of a let's drop a drop a child off and we will collect him afterwards and so we don't often have a lot of parent child interaction we get one or two but it's not it's not so common, but in a lot of Europe, for example, or, or the US, you would see a lot of parent-child activities. And it's a great way also to educate the parents and to get them involved in, in the child sport in a, in a constructive way. So, you know, at that young age, we're really focusing on, you know, partner play and, and rolling the ball to each other and, and controlling and, and introducing some games and keeping it story-based and having, you know, a... A fun session a bit like you would see a, a tumble tops or a, a gym time you know for for the young kids and as they get older it gets it looks more and more like like paddle it, it will initially probably look like mini tennis to begin with hitting over the net when you come to six or seven years old across the court for example as opposed to the full lengthways and then as you get older probably ages nine ten you would then play full court and it starts to simulate a little bit like paddle. Now, me personally, I will be very neutral for, for, for my daughter, whether she plays tennis or paddle. I'm, I'm hoping she'll play a bit of both. I'm hoping she'll enjoy racket sports in general. And I will have absolutely no pressure on, on her to play either of them. Um, if she 
prefers tennis, that's absolutely fine with me. If she prefers paddle, that would be fine with me. And if she doesn't want to play either of them and wants to take up table tennis, for example, I will be absolutely fine with that. Um, or even no racket sport at all, and she might play football. But the idea is that, you know, we, we have that structure in place should they wish to go down that path. And now 10, 10 plus, so we talked about 8, 9, 10, now hitting over the, over the court, and, and this is a situation you would probably have a, a lighter racket. You would, could potentially do this stuff with a slightly less pressured ball, like one of those orange balls. You could play a lot of the stuff across the court. And then when they're physically capable, you would do full court play with the back glass and, and you know, a slightly harder, more bouncy ball to get them into to full size, size paddle. And I think that that journey, has to be supported by the the coaches and 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 obviously by the parents they're a big a big part of this and so when we do these sessions the numbers also relate to that you know with with the younger kids you could probably have eight on a court and do a a really great lesson and probably with your nine ten year as well we had i think 10 or 12 kids on the court at one time when we were running the session for six to eight and that worked absolutely fine and and I think eight plus you would then start to reduce your number go down to probably six kids and then once you get full court play you know ideally ideally four but you could still do a a really good session a well-organized session with six as well and I feel like the junior coaching and and this is not just in the UAE this is I think worldwide at the moment probably with the exception of Spain I'm sure Spain and Argentina both have some fantastic junior programs that that kids are involved in but this is an area now where paddle is starting to be understood a bit more it's getting more recognition worldwide and so I think that now for an academy to or a club to to stand out they really you know a junior program a junior academy at that club can can make all the difference and and this is what paddle are, are are hoping for in this region is you know there are already so many competitors out there in terms of other clubs that if they do a new service which is provide a really good junior program and they are hoping that that will will make the difference and that will bring in not only the kids but the families the parents and you will be able to build a nice community from that that junior training and that's something that we often talked about with in previous podcasts when it came to tennis we we felt when we first started there was a really nice kind of club atmosphere and lots of people juniors adults all playing a lot of tennis together in in this club atmosphere and and that's something that I felt was lacking later on in my tennis career when I played college tennis or I, I played after on the tour and you know I would come back to the UK they just didn't feel like there was still that that kind of communal uh, mentality for for the clubs and this is one of the things that paddle has and they're, they're very fortunate to have that that community style that that real social element to to the games it's four player games they all come off most in most countries they'll come off they'll have a drink afterwards they'll they'll have a chat they'll they'll keep it very sociable so we we, we really feel that junior paddle is an important element for for any club and you know this is exactly why we have a, a two-day workshop for for, for coaching uh, coaching juniors we are working on a, a junior program and and it's why we believe that you know the juniors are, are going to be the future right now 
all of the countries that are developing the game are focusing on converting good tennis players to paddle. But in the long term, it will be these junior academies and these junior programs that are going to lead the way for the country. So any country that is wanting to take their paddle seriously and are wanting to, to be at the forefront in five, six, seven years time, I think need to, need to start focusing on this, this now. And you can see already there are countries like Sweden, Netherlands, Belgium, the, the, the juniors are, are really doing great. You know, we, we're seeing them at their, their junior world championships and that's just a few countries. There are more than that that are, that are doing well, but these, these countries now that are focusing on their juniors will, will be reaping the rewards in you know six seven years time most likely when they've got a really good batch of of kids coming through now if we look at our, our next stage our next part of this this episode in the, the overrated underrated i'm going to do this with regards to to a junior a junior academy i think overrated i think one thing that is overrated is just getting lots and lots of kids on court and the reason I say this is because I've seen this a lot in the UAE for example where they say right let's do a junior camp and they say let's get years three or four to 16 on a court now it's different if it's an open day like we held this last week where you're just wanting to introduce juniors to the club and you're trying to get them involved in your program and you want them to meet the coaches and to experience what it's like at the club but I think as a training camp or an Easter camp, for example, or, or a regular training, to have all of those kids on court across those mixed ages makes it really, really difficult to make the, the sessions challenging and constructive for each of, the, each of the children. So I don't think it's just get as many kids on court as you can and therefore you lose the quality of the training. I think it's really important to, to segregate those, those ages and, and those levels so that you, know, you, you, you keep your juniors, for example, maybe you might choose your 10 till 12s. And, and this will depend a little bit on your demographic and, and, and what kids you have and, and the local schools. But you, know, you might keep your 10 to 12 year olds together, for example, and, and try and push that cohort of players through at a similar pace. And, and they have that same program so that they can, they can train and improve. And, you know, you might have your seven to nines, for example. And, and that, that group might start broader initially. It might start as six to nine. And as you increase in numbers, you then say, right, we'll have a, a group from, you know, six to seven and then a different one from seven to eight. And you then can separate them according to level when you've already got the numbers. But this separation, I think, is, is important because you want to constantly challenge the kid but make but the kids but make them have fun at the same time you want them to always enjoy the sport you want to find new ways of of keeping the sport exciting for them and if you are separated in those age groups or those levels or sizes whichever way you as a club would like to do it you can really keep that momentum going and and that's important because you don't want to reach a point where it gets boring for them or it gets stale or they're not challenged they get bored and therefore they they decide to to leave the program and you you've also got to consider the parents you the parents a lot of the time are are watching from the back of the court and they want their 
a child challenge. You don't want to have your 12-year-old child with a six-year-old on the court and therefore bored by whatever the exercise is because the coach is trying to make it appropriate for a six-year-old. So these are just considerations. If you're doing an open day, open it to as many kids as you can, get on court, have fun, meet the coaches, and, and, and make it clear that that's exactly what it is, an open day. But when you are doing a, a holiday camp or a, a, a monthly training or your, your weekly program for the, the term or the semester, then make sure you do actually separate those, those up. And I think when it comes to underrated, I think one thing that is underrated that is important for junior training is having good equipment. And I I don't necessarily mean it has to be expensive, high quality equipment, but different type of equipment. You want to have, you know, cones and lines and balloons and and big softer balls and and smaller balls and and some hoops. And all of these things make it interesting for the kid. You can give them challenges and they've got to hit the ball into a little goal or they roll it into a goal. And I think that you, if you are really, really good at organization and storytelling, you might not need as much equipment, but the equipment helps. And the only thing I would say, the caveat to that is just to make sure that you are organized with equipment. The last thing you want is to have 45 bits of equipment on your court and they become safety hazards where kids are stepping on them or they're tripping or anything like that. So I think having the equipment as options is very important, but that doesn't take away from the organization that that you need to have to deliver good sessions. Now, a question from our community, and I'm gonna take one that is a little bit related to this topic. My child is interested in paddle. They're not sure what racket they should be using or what they should be starting with. They are seven years old. What racket should they be choosing? And this, is, this, this question has, comes up a lot in person. This comes up a lot um, on, online. We get, this, we get asked this a lot for, for juniors entering uh, paddle. And this is my opinion or the opinion of, of the, the coaches that, that we have at, at the paddle school. When they are young, we are happy to use the 17 or 19 inch tennis rackets because they get a little bit more power. They've got strings, so there's a little bit more bounce on those rackets. The problem with junior paddle rackets is that they, they, don't, they don't have loose strings like in tennis. So there's no kind of springboard that is, is hitting that ball off their racket. It's, it's purely you know, the swing and, and speed of swing of the arm. And so it's often the younger kids, and, and I'm saying this because seven is, is probably that age where it's in between if it's a if it's a, a small seven-year-old you would i would still you could keep the the 17 or the the 19 inch tennis racket but if they're a slightly bigger seven-year-old you might step up to one of the the junior uh, paddle rackets and a lot of these the companies have at least a, a couple of junior models now when it comes to the the the, the quality of these most of the time at that age, you will be using a slightly less pressured ball. And so you don't necessarily need to have, you know, the, the, the Sanyo version of a junior racket, as an example. You, you, 
probably need something that is light, that is easy for them to swing. And, and the moment you see them, if they're, they're on the court and they're, they're swinging, but you see the racket head like dipping, it's probably because the racket is a little bit heavy for them. And there's absolutely no harm to, to go back down to a, a 17 or 19 inch tennis racket. You know, it's only for a short period. It's only so they get comfortable with the swings and they, they can get the control on the racket. And then, but if they are comfortable with that and, and you can see that they're swinging with that, that mini, mini paddle racket, then I would say, you know, they, they, they can step up, step up to that. And as they increase in, in size, strength and, and age, obviously, then, you know, you can slowly progress your way up. Now with paddle rackets, they have some, some mini minis that are essentially slightly bigger than table tennis bats. But again, they produce no power for you. So that you have to, you can, they're fine for floor exercises, but you, you will not get a lot of power hitting uh, the ball over the net. And they have them right the way up, even junior rackets of versions of the adult racket, which is 36 millimeters instead of the 38 on the width and, and therefore easier for, for players to swing. So I think when it comes to that, you've really got to just see how comfortable the child is. You do not need to put an adult sized paddle racket in a child's hand like at, at, at too early a stage. I think it's, it's more important they get comfortable because if you do that with a heavy racket, they're gonna be used to the racket head dipping and it's gonna be quite difficult strength-wise for them to hit the technical shots. So just bear that in mind and, and you know, if, if you're not sure, then you know, this is something, this is exactly really what our community is for. We, we encourage our community members to, to put videos in our, in our community. And if you want to take a small video of your child swinging the racket, then it's always something that, that we can look at and, and maybe advise and could say, look, we, we feel personally that this, this racket is a little bit heavy for them or it looks a bit too big or, or they're ready to move up. And, and this is a very um, kind of object, subjective thing you know this will be our opinion it does you know it, other coaches will will i'm sure say differently and there's lots of coaches out there that will, i'm sure will have very strong opinions on which racket needs to be used but in 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 our mind it's whatever is comfortable for the child that they can swing enjoy the game and and it's comfortable physically for for their body so i hope you've enjoyed this solo episode let me know in the comments of any of our social medias if you've actually got juniors like either children that you have put into paddle or you've got juniors that, that you coach and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the, the, the progression of junior paddle and, and what you think is important for a junior academy. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode.